as a producer, it's, it's not about me. It's, it's about the artist. It's about their message and what they're trying to get across. And my job as a producer, should I choose to accept that job, is to bring the best out of them. Richard Forte presents. Everybody, welcome to Sweet 16 Studio. This is Richard Forte presents number 15. And today I am really happy to have somebody I would consider a friend. His name is Sean Sasnick. He is a music producer. He's a talented musician and drummer. But without any more of my preamble here, I think I just introduced you to Sean himself. Here he is, Sean. Thanks for coming by and the chatting with me today. Thanks for having me, Rich. And yes, you can definitely consider me a friend. Yeah. <laughs> All the years we've known each other. Well, uh, I wasn't going to start with this, but I have to say that, uh, Sean, you in my life have had a bigger impact than you probably realize because on a really important day in my life, you gave me the best hug I think I've ever had. Mm. And that was at my, my brother's uh, funeral. I'll never forget it because I remember after the, the moment happened, I thought, Damn, I, that, that was the best man hug I've ever received. So, I am known for my hugs. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. You are not the first to comment so, on the power of my hug. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so that just uh, tells the audience how far back we go, because that was now 20 years ago. And um, at that time, I had known you for years because the first Café Chantin summer program I ever did, mm -hmm. you were the leader, the coordinator of the program, yeah. and, at, uh, and, and I learned a lot and it was an amazing experience with some people that you still end up working with and, and, sure. and are doing things with. So it's funny how time flies, but man, you know, these uh, relationships are probably, you know, the most important to me. Anyway. Well, we both ended up in different parts. You went, you went south, I went east, and then we end up back here. And, yeah, and yeah. So, so all that to say, we've known each other a little while, and mm -hmm. I want to bring attention, the little bit of attention I'm getting here through my show, I want to bring some to Crosspatch Studio and what you're doing here as a music producer. Because I really do think you're like, when I ask people like, hey, what's going on in town? Sean, what Sean is doing is actually unique, and I think what no, a lot of people should know what you're doing. More people should know about what you're doing what? in my opinion, at your studio okay. as a like producer. Like, what am I doing that's unique? That's the part I'm curious about. The engineering, because I think you've been, because you've been working with Francophone artists, mostly. Have you mostly been working with Francophone artists? Most of the career? stuff, yeah. Most of the stuff has. I mean, I did start my um, my studio and stuff out when I was still living in Montreal, because I was out there for um, the better part of 12, 13 years. So that's where I kind of got into the studio thing and then relocated everything back here about 11 years ago. And I didn't realize you were a whole, did you say 15 years? 13 in Montreal? Years? For, yeah, between 12 and 13. I, I kind of lose track a little years? bit. Yeah. That's a good run. It was a, it was a good run, and it was long enough. <laughs> and time to come home. Exactly. And do your own thing here. Yeah. And that's, so that's when we reconnected, yeah. and that's what you were doing with Crosspatch Studio. Exactly. So what has been happening at the studio? What have you been doing? Well, it's been an interesting, you know, almost two years there now with uh, all of the things no longer going on. Yeah. Um, but I'm fortunate enough to work with some uh, clients who are very understanding and we're still able to, um, I was still able to keep fairly busy um, mm -hmm. with the studio, even though all of my live work, um, like everybody else who plays, you know, disappeared in 
by March of 2020, your entire year was gone. Yeah. And then things are s slowly starting to come back, you know, yeah. now-ish. I don't, I don't know when Slowly this... and awkwardly. Yeah, kind of where you're like, are you available on this date? Yes, I am. But I know you could cancel that at any moment, and that's okay, because that's where we live right now. But so I was able to turn um, uh, a little bit more attention to uh, some, some projects that have been kind of been on the back burner for a little while. Um, and kind of get ahead for the first time um, because I, I'm fortunate enough to uh, to work with a, a lot of uh, repeat customers. So mm -hmm. uh, um, it's you know you, you can't please everybody, yeah. you know. Um, but I've been really really quite fortunate that the people who've chosen to work with me have more often than not chosen to work with me again, which is yeah. great. So and that's allowed me um, a certain amount of um, busyness, I guess, to, to what I do, where before, um, when I was still in Montreal, my main income was uh, my live work or my session yeah. work or, or, or uh, studio drumming for somebody else in another studio or another context. And then the studio was something I ended up, I got into just because I really enjoyed um, that side of it. And, um, and then to, to, after once moving back here, um, about 11 years ago now, uh, to be able to sort of rebuild, um, redesign, reimagine my studio. And then it became a more important part of my income. And then for the last, you know, 16 months or so or whatever, uh, it's become the major source of my income. And fortunate enough to have people who, uh, who again, had some work, had some stuff to do, and were able to do from a distance as well. Yeah. So I did a lot of collaborative um uh, videos and stuff like that yeah. with people sort of all over. Uh, recorded an entire album with a, a friend of mine from Victoria where she was uh, singing and playing guitar, recording her stuff in um, out west and then would ship it to me and then myself and then uh, I would add some drums to it and then she there were various bass players on the project, some out there, uh, some in town here. And then a lot of the other guitars and some other things got done out in Moncton. So, I mean, did an entire record that nobody even met. So yeah. to be able to kind of um, have that flexibility with what I'm doing allowed me to get through um, this whole, you know, part of the, the pandemic shutdown stuff as far as in the arts industry where we're the first ones to be shut down and probably the last ones to be opened up again. Yeah, and to survive in that yeah. industry, it seems like you've really diversified. Like your skill set, when I'm watching you from the outside, I mean, you're doing, you really are doing different things. Well, you have to. You yeah. have to. You have to, yeah. And, and it's, you know, not to say that. Because I knew you as a drummer. Like sure. growing up, when, I, when you were in high school and I was watching you, or I was in high school, you were probably, no, you were probably just about leaving. You were the drummer. Yeah. I, you know? Yeah. But you're doing so much more than that, obviously. After trying to make my living solely as a drummer, um, realizing that it's, you know, even back then in, in the mid-90s, kind of when I got started, really, yeah. um, you sort of realized very quickly that the, the um, you know, signing on with one band or, or one artist and just working with them and then you could make a living and everything was good. Well, that was already starting to kind of yeah. fizzle out if it hadn't already done that. So... That's where I got into the more freelance, working with different people, and then, and then the studio thing came along, and that kept me busy there. And through the studio stuff, it's it allowed me to rediscover the guitar, which, you know, I had played a little bit when I was younger, but then kind of sort of wandered off into the drumming world. And uh, if I can't hit it, I don't want to play it. 
<laughs> which is uh, oddly enough become my approach to guitar as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and then once moving back here, you know, uh, in a smaller community versus you know Montreal, where there are plenty of live venues for bands to play and, and drummers can actually work. Well, here in town, there, there aren't all that many venues that that will still have a full-on, mm -hmm. you know, uh, four or five-piece band for either for spatial reasons or for budgetary reasons. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen. So having to kind of okay, well, I'll, I'll take a swing at you know the guitar thing. You know, I had always sang in the bands and stuff that I was in, and mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I confront some stuff if I have to. You you're, know? But and you're a songwriter too, Sean. I've seen you work in the studio, and you're collaborating. You're not just give. Well, that's part of the that's part of the producing element. Yeah, exactly. So and I do I do co-write um, stuff as well, and I, I have written. You know, I do have one album to my name yeah, too I that was, I just kind of. I was hoping you'd go there. Well, I, I went there. It is. I went there. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But um, but there's no there's no. I've never really had any aspirations of being um, a solo artist or anything like that. I had I had these songs that I had written, and it was kind of a. It, it came along at a time where I was exploring different um, ways of miking and recording, and rather than uh, try stuff out on my clients. I decided, okay, well, there's all these weird things I want to try with different mic placements and different whatever. Um, so I tried them all out. I used my songs as an excuse to learn more about engineering and mixing and recording. And then some of these things worked out great and some of them not so much. But afterwards, you know, um, looking for a certain sound or a certain way to do something, um, I would have these other tools in my toolbox that I was able to, to, to draw upon because I had, you know, guinea pigged myself into the project and then yeah. at that point then I'm like okay well I still should finish this record yeah. and put it out and so I did so but that did. was 10 years ago yeah. I haven't written a song on my own since but I've been working with so many people yeah. and collaborating and stuff that my my creative juices still flow that way yep yep so what is it about music that turns you on so much? What is it that we all love? I mean I'm, I'm trying to get at a bigger idea here but what is the moment where you go in your life, like I love this to the point where I'm going to make it my, my life, my career, my you know mm. what I want to pursue. Is it is there is it being on was it being on stage for a time? Is it when you hear the final product? Because it really is work to build a song. It really is not like yeah. lights, camera, action, flashing, glamorous stuff. It's no. building a house. You you explained this to me one time when we were in your studio that it's like. It's like a labor, you start with the foundation and then you build the wall, you know, it's a step-by-step -step mm -hmm. process. Yeah. What is it that you love about music? Well, just like every it's... art form, every art form is work. And, mm. and you never see all of the stuff that goes on um, before you're ready to even kind of do that sort of thing. But f for me, it, it comes back to, to a saying, uh, well, not a saying, but something mm -hmm. that Yves Doyon actually said um, a thousand years ago to me when we were touring with, with Ambref, and he, I was watching him in an interview at one point, and someone had asked him that, that exact question, what is it about music that kind of gets you into the thing? And, and his answer, which I think resonates probably with every musician and every artist out there, regardless of the, of the discipline that you're practicing. Mm -hmm. um, it, it just, it's not, you don't, you don't choose to do music. Music kind of chooses mm -hmm. you. And um, that mixed with the advice that I got from my parents and, and my, my father, who was also a touring musician for a long time, uh, they said, you know, keep doing it, keep doing it until it's no longer fun. If it's no longer fun, you know, maybe it's time to move on. Um, so there's that, you know, and, or if the phone stops ringing and you're no longer yeah. uh, current or in demand or 
nobody thinks you have anything to offer, well, you can still work on your own stuff. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But uh, so it's that. Yeah, music kind of chooses you. And for me, it's still fun. Even though every musician on the planet, we all lost our jobs at the same time. I didn't see yeah. that coming. Nobody did. Yeah. So, you know, who's left standing after it? Well, I'm, I'm still standing. I'm still doing okay. Yes, I had to find other sources of income, you know, uh, to be able to make ends meet and to kind of get through this like everybody. Thankfully, there were programs out there to help us. And thankfully, there are some, you know, local yeah. businesses who, you know, okay. tossed some work my way, which was wonderful. And I could never thank them enough. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So as a producer, we're talking to young people here who want to come and work with somebody like yourself because they know that when they come and join forces, they're going to get a professionalism that's going to take them to the next level. What kind sure. of singer-songwriter, or, or maybe it's not a singer-songwriter, maybe what kind of artist do you like working with? What are the traits that you look at when you see somebody walking in and they're sussing you out and you're learning about who they are and what they want? What kind of person walks out of that studio and you think this is this is probably going to work there there i've got two different approaches to how i i look at that if i'm just um being a, a technical person so i'm just the engineer i'm the studio engineer uh there's an artist or a band or something that mm -hmm. wants to record some stuff and they know what they want to do and they're not looking for a producer they're just looking for somebody to push buttons record it you know mix it or not prep the files for somebody else to mix whatever mm -hmm. the case may be um, that anybody can call me up and say, hey, you know, I, I'd like to book some studio time. Yep. And I'm like, sure, absolutely, no problem. I will try and make it the most enjoyable experience that you can. I will do everything to make it, you know, efficient. And so you don't feel like you have to look at the clock because you're worried about what things are costing. Yeah. Um, so that that approach is just the more the more up and coming or independent people that I can work with, the better I feel about it. Because it's, geez, I wish I would have had the opportunity to record more when I was younger and starting mm. up, but there won't, you know, that whole home studio revolution and, and the, the affordability of the gear and, and the portability of the gear didn't really exist when I had started playing with my terrible bands in high school. So, um, but from a producer, from a producer standpoint, yeah. I have a different approach than, not than most, but I, I have a slightly different approach. I, I really need to meet with the people beforehand, yeah. um, whoever the artist is or artists are, um, need to kind of hear what they like to do. I like to, to know a little bit about them because I don't, I will take as an engineer or as a drummer, I'll take on any project. Sure. I'm really not that, you know, I'm not that, it, provided it's something that I can do. You know, yeah. if someone calls me and we need you to play in a death metal prog band, I'm like, I am not your guy. But, and from a producer standpoint, I have that approach as well, too. But the if, smoothest drum beat you've ever heard. If you need something. <laughs> yeah. If you need it smooth. If you need no. something smooth. If you need. I'm that guy. You no, are. but if somebody says, I'd like you to produce my record, I want to sit down and talk to yeah. them and see what it is. And yeah. I've, I've, I've turned away some people, not because I don't think they're any good, but I don't think that I'm the right guy for the job. Where I can look at what they're doing, I'm like, well, a lot of times some of these people are, well, you know exactly what you want already. You don't necessarily need a, a producer. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe, maybe I can co-produce co with you or, you know, mm -hmm. you just do what you do and I'll offer the occasional suggestion. Yeah. But some people I'm like, this is, this is not my wheelhouse and I don't know what I can bring to your project. So, I'm, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not afraid to turn down yeah. work because I don't think that I'm the right fit for them because it's not about... As a producer, it's it's not about me. It's it's about the artist. It's about yeah. their message and what they're trying to get across. And my job as a producer, should I choose to accept that job, 
is to bring the best out of them and to create a snapshot of where they are at this moment in time, not five years ago or five years from now. This is what this artist is absolutely 100% honestly right now. This is what they are. And they need to be able to walk away from having worked with me going, that was an excellent snapshot of where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. You know, And I need, I need them to feel good about it. I need them to be proud of what they've done and I need to be proud of it as well. Nah, that's amazing. You're giving me goosebumps because I know what you're saying is true because I've known you for years. And as another little story, you know, our family did, in the name of my brother, um, this two events, Youth Fest, we called them, where I had this idea and, and a group of young people had an idea that we'd rent the Capitol Center mm -hmm. and people would come in and we'd get schools involved and there'd be a show and we could bring attention to this cause, the HIV and AIDS cause. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, I, I have great ideas but don't know how to do anything. <laughs> and so... Uh, at the time, I spoke to you about that idea, and you ended up bringing in amazing talent, totally helping everything for that performance be epic in, mm -hmm. in my eyes. And in, when I look at the pictures, I still can't believe we pulled it off the way you pulled it off. But it really happened because of the generosity and the character you had with, and the, the character you had because of the relationship you had with other artists, mm -hmm. because everybody was doing a favor. And we all know that artists and musicians often get, you know, these exposure bucks, like the, uh -huh. I'll give you exposure, or can yeah. you do me a favor, and then, you know. Yeah, but that I, kind of event's not, that not wasn't, about that, that wasn't, It wasn't the same no. thing, but, but what I, it revealed to me when you got involved and then the talent that showed up, uh, Geneviève Toupin. Uh, yeah, Geneviève Toupin. Geneviève Toupin. Yeah, we had Antoine, Antoine Graton, Graton, Jason Lang, like, yeah, Chris Goldpaw, like all kinds of monsters. From players. everywhere in Canada. Yep. And they showed up because Sean asked them to show up and Sean doesn't do things like that if it's not the right cause. And, and to me, that was like, as an artist, that must have been a huge compliment. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know the, the, my when I look in, and, and it's it becomes, um, yeah, I work with a lot of really generous, kind-hearted people who are more than happy to get involved in something. Because as an artist, you often don't have um, the financial capability to to throw some money at a cause, mm -hmm. but you can give of your time. Mm -hmm. So, um, and the beauty of that is that, you know, these, all of these people that I, that I, I call, like I didn't even have time to finish my spiel and are like, yeah, when is it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, that, let's but go. That's because, you know? that's because you've probably done, you, you, you're in that same giving energy. And so really what of I course. was saying, the point I'm trying to make is Sorry. thank you. <laughs> no, no, but it's true. But yeah. the, 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 thank you for cutting me off. And thanks for doing what you you you, you are doing because mm -hmm. i think that um everybody i know who's worked with you does say good things about it and it, and they're treated professionally like it's not well, with it's not with you're also very real and honest i think mm -hmm. that's not something you address but well you did address it because you said that you've had to not take jobs that you knew weren't the right fit but yes that's what's important at the end of the day mm -hmm. it, you know i think for an artist to have integrity and I, I'd like to think so. And yeah. you, to me, you are the epitome of that. Thanks, and Richard. so I just wanted to compliment you. I hope that um, you've enjoyed coming in and chatting a little bit. I'm really happy you did because I think more people should be like hiring you to be their producer because I think it could really help them. 
Because I'm, I'm really easy is? to find. Well, kind of. <laughs> how you can, are you? How do we find you? If you can spell my name, you can find me. Saznik. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the easy, you can all you can send Cross. me uh, you can you can call Rich he'll give you my number. Yep. Uh, you can <laughs> yeah you can look up Crosspatch Studios. Crosspatch Studios. Yeah. Uh, com. The uh, the website is there. Uh, it's constantly under construction. There's yeah. a SeanSathnick.com as well, and there's a way to reach me. Um, awesome. You can send an email to me directly through there. We're gonna get Darren to put those things all in the video to make sure at the beginning and at the end, so we yep. can make sure people uh, can find you yep. because. Um, well, we got to keep doing this for, I figure, another 40 years. At least. At least, Darren. He said at least. I got it on record. It's recorded. Well, I don't know what else to do with my life, so this is it, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thanks for doing what you're doing. I really appreciate you coming in and uh, sharing your story, a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll see where it goes. Just imagine the hug I would give you if I could. <laughs> I know. Not without the mask. Man. No, no, not man. yet. No. <laughs> okay, everybody, thanks for checking it out. Please subscribe to the channel. Please go find Sean and his projects. You guys are going to have all the tags below. And uh, thanks for checking in. We'll talk to you soon. And hit that notification bell. Yeah. Beep.